You are listening to Know You're Crazy. My name is Susan Denae. We all have crazy. What separates us is how we choose to deal with it. I'm going to be delivering engaging and actionable tools to own your crazy, treat your crazy, and turn it into your own superpower. I hope that you walk away from this show feeling the power and strength within you. And never forget to enjoy your journey because you are worth it. Hello, everyone. This is Susan Denae. I am very grateful to be here today. We've got our guest, Dr. Pat, joining us, and she is going to help me talk about the emotional roller coaster of life. I was thinking before getting prepared for this show, I don't think anybody would not relate to those words, emotional roller coaster of life. I think everybody would relate to that. Do you agree, Dr. Pat? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you don't even have to say too much, right? Mm -mm. I mean, everybody has their own perspective on it, right? Yeah, they've all got their own perspective on it. And at the core of it, here's what I was thinking about. Let's think about, okay, answer me this, Dr. Pat. When was your last roller coaster ride? Uh, This one. Literally. Oh, okay. That one? (laughs) We're going to get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could have fooled me if that wasn't this morning. Um, The last one that I I grew up on the rides. I grew up in New York. So I was always at Coney Island or Rye Beach and all of that. But the one that I remember, the last one I remember was that crazy one at Disney, that Space Mountain. Oh, yeah. Space Mountain one. Do you remember that one? Mm -hmm. I will never forget that as long as I live. Mm-hmm. I'd say that was the last real roller coaster ride I've been on. They're memory making. Oh, they are oh. so memory making. I was reflecting. I thought, when? Okay, I got a couple. Yeah, when was yours? Okay, growing up, I was raised in Nebraska. We did not have no amusement parks in Nebraska. They could use one though. Now I, I could be completely off base here. Maybe there's been one built in the last you know several years. But I don't know. But if you, but if I lived in Nebraska. I was born in Ohio. So Cedar Point, you familiar with Cedar Point? Yeah. 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 It, it would be like, you know, we took these crazy vacations every year and my mom drove and it was just my mom and her two daughters, me and my sister. Oh, I could tell you endless stories, but when it was like a great vacation when we would go back and visit family and we got to go to Cedar Point, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, like that, like that excitement of the I amusement do. park. You know what I'm saying? Like I do. I totally yeah. get it. And I can remember being so disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember the times like when you think you're going to go, but then, oh my gosh, we can't go because we're going to have a mega thunderstorm and you're like a major temper <laughs> tantrum, right? Yeah. You're like pounding around and moping for days about it because yeah. you couldn't go. Why it's- is that? You know, because it's fun, because you look forward to it. And then I reflect back and I remember my mom, oh, she was worn out, dragging, you know, didn't want to walk from, you know, you know, roller coaster or ride to ride. My sister was nuts. She'd jump on the, the craziest rides of all. Uh, but there was like this anticipation to get on the roller coaster. So the intent going in for a real lo- roller coaster is fun, right? Yeah, yeah it's totally. fun. Oh, it's, it's, it's supposed totally. to be fun. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. if, if you're planning a vacation and, and especially as an adult, I think it's pretty cool if you can find yourself like specifically planning a vacation to go to the amusement park to hop on the roller coaster. 
Yeah. Uh, because, so, so you're planning this out, right? And so we go from this anticipation, excitement, fun, and then we get older and we say, oh, the emotional roller coaster of life. <laughs> and <laughs> so I was like, I wonder where that shift happened. Yeah. When the description of the emotional, because I, I don't know about you, but when I think about the emotional roller coaster of life, I think of like, I just got to survive it. I, yeah. I just have to persevere, you know, because uh, yeah. I'm thinking of the decline. And when you're younger, I think you're thinking of the incline and the drop and how fun that is. Yeah. 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 You, know what, you know what I'm struck by? I, if you've ever gone to that Space Mountain, I don't know, Jacob, if it's Space Mountain or Moon Mountain, but everybody knows the one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, we had to wait an hour and a half in a line to even get there, right? When I went. <laughs> and then the closer you get, to the entryway, they have these warning signs. Like there's a sign that says, do not go on here if you're pregnant. And then you walk a couple more, they, but they don't hit you with this till you've waited an hour and 20 minutes. And then the last 10, they're scaring you to death. Well, do not get on this if you're pregnant, step, step, step. Do not get on this if you've just eaten, step, step, step. Do not get on this if you're afraid of it. Uh, now, I don't know if they still have that, but even for a fun-loving kid like I was, after about five of them signs, you're thinking, what is going to go on in here? Well, and I'm so glad you're mentioning that because the next thing I was going to talk about was that moment when you're on a roller coaster. I don't know about you. It, it may, maybe there's really trusting people who get on a roller coaster, but every time I have gone on a really good roller coaster, I think of death. <laughs> Does anybody have this thought? <laughs> like if this thing, if this thing goes off these tracks, everything that, and you can almost for a moment, you can just see yourself like, like diving off into the, 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 you know, the span of amusement park. And then, and then I reel it back in and there's the thrill uh, of, of like that moment of remembering, like, like just like you're alive. And, and, and this oh is going to be a ride. This yeah. is going to be a ride, but you're going to scream. You're going to hoot. You're going to holler. You're going to enjoy. And, and, and you're in it with the community of people. So everybody's sitting around you. You know, some people are brave and they're lifting their arms. And if you're one of them, that's like this, you can't help but admire the brave one. And, you know, and some people's gums flying out of their mouth and, and then they, they catch you with the picture of the ugly face, you know, coming <laughs> down and everybody's, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think of this though i'm curious to know your take on this though yeah. because i went to on a lot of roller coasters and rye beach and park and then even the spinny thing where everybody's throwing up over each other right literally throwing up <laughs> uh, but this particular ride and i love the adventurous stuff but this one you go through that sign are you pregnant and i remember them as black so mm -hmm. i'm going back a bunch of you and then you get to the entrance and mm -hmm. you walk through the entrance from beautiful, like Florida sun. And then you walk through doors and it's a little darker. Yep. And then it's a little darker. Yep. And then it's a little darker. Then it's like pitch black. Yep. Like this is the roller coaster ride. Yep. And you're thinking, should I turn around now? Because it was unusual. <laughs> It wasn't like any roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. I should have known when it was called like Space Mountain, like space. Like you should have had a sense of that. I had never, ever done a ride 
in the dark. Now, spoiler, put your hands over your ears. If you go to this ride at Disney, it is in the dark, Susan. And that is a mm -hmm. game changer. Isn't that a metaphor? Because see, oh, that's really? where the roller coaster ride that you're like happy and you're going to go in it. And now you're like, oh, oh, I can't. Yeah. I, where's my mommy? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I love the fact that you're bringing that up. So they prepare you for this exciting journey on this roller coaster, you know, and, and so now we'll get into the, the emotional stuff. So in, in real life, you know, and why we may perceive when we hear the words emotional roller coaster, the hurdles that we encounter in life. You know, and so for today, I really enjoy this conversation with you, Dr. Pat, because we're going to be talking about how do you overcome them? How do you make light of the declines and the inclines, right? But where I'm going to start the discussion today is around the fact that we make the decision to get on the roller coaster. Oh. Right? Like, like every decision we make is so that we feel better. Now, that can seem really like a big umbrella, because we look back and we're like, you know what? I didn't choose that. I didn't choose that. You know, I didn't, I didn't choose the horrible relationship I was in 20 years ago. But in the beginning, you did. Yeah, you no chose sure. it because, because you thought it was going to be a good ride. And then you found out not so much. And then you found out other people are on the ride. And uh, you'd like them to get the hell off, you know. So, but, but there's those things that like where every decision that we make on our journey is really ours to own. And it's okay to hop off the ride every now and then. But remember in the beginning, before that decision was made, why you made it. Yeah. Why you I made mean, that decision. Isn't that the truth, though? Mm -hmm. I mean, if we could just stop the show now and have a takeaway where we invite everyone to just erase everything else you thought, right? Erase the thought. I had no control over the traffic this morning, you know, erase that because you could have left earlier. I had no control over Thanksgiving big fight that went on. Okay, erase that. Uh, I didn't know how I ended up uh, in the gutter losing my Harley Davidson. Hello, you drank too much. Erase that. Yep. If we could do that just for the rest of this show. If we could just refrain from the moments where we want to say that was a narcissist and he or she ruined my life and just think, yeah, you jumped in that thing with both feet, hands, arms, and every other part of your body and you were loving every of the first 30 days of that relationship. Yeah. Out yeah. of 14 years. <laughs> yeah, totally. 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 Uh, you know, I was um, thinking, you know, you get into these uh, emotional hurdles and these emotional roller coasters that we, you know, we find ourselves in. That's what it feels like. You know, when you were talking about being on the, the roller coaster and being in the black oh. and suddenly you can't see, sometimes life decisions feel like that. Like, like we wake up like, like where, where the hell did this come from? Like, like I, I really thought you ever have those days you wake up and like everything you're going right and everything's going left and you kind of pause and you ask yourself where did this come from like I'm pretty sure I woke up today in a good mindset to to you know tackle the world and then stuff just happens oh that was today I'm telling you yeah that was yeah. it 
But, you know, we had talked to you, Jessica and I talked with you yesterday. Mm -hmm. And Jessica picked up on a couple things that we said. Yeah. One of them was you could start your day over anytime. The other one was next indicated thing. Now that was Jessica. And she ended up starting her day over at 8.15. Yeah. And then 9.50. <laughs> you know, f- funny story. I don't, I don't know if I've told this story on this show before, but um, so when I was younger, I bowled. I was a bowler. And uh, my dad was my coach. And I was so prideful and I was such a perfectionist when I was a little girl and he would sit and he was a very blunt man. So here's this like kind of this father attempting to coach this angry daughter. And then I'd get all emotional if I wasn't getting, you know, a, a you know, bunch of strikes and spares. And he'd be, he was a very patient man and he would guide me through all that. It literally took me, I think, until I was out of the house, living out of state for it to like somehow the, the analogy came in like a bowling game, you know, 10 frames. If you strike, you get 12 or 13. Now it's been so long, uh, but you can restart that game anytime you want. Oh, and yeah. so once I started to realize that if I was five frames in and the game was not looking so hot, I would just tell myself, you know what? You got six frames left. Yep. You can, you can restart your day anytime you want. And sometimes that's easy. Sometimes it's hard. If I've got a negative emotional charge behind me, it's really hard to shift. I had a challenging day last week. Okay. And it was, it started on a Thursday late in the afternoon. And I was reading some paperwork about something I'm handling for my family back in Nebraska. And I got this tremendous feeling of sadness that then turned into uh, self-righteousness, like, don't I have a right? And so I realized I was finding myself in this turmoil. And I couldn't, and when I, I don't know about you, Pat, but, or I get, Dr. Pat, I get in a, um, when I'm like that, I get in a very uh, angsty type of mentality. I can get really angry and nobody has to do anything to me. So I'm sitting out in my shack and I'm having a temper tantrum. And so there's a couple of things I do to get through those things because today those temper tantrums last a lot less. Yeah. And I put a cloak of protection around me, yeah. which means I protect me, but mainly that cloak's really protection of others. So that I don't take my mood and my emotional roller coaster of that moment and dump it all over my family, my friends. You know, I'm going with this. So yeah, I do. Yeah. And that's a really good point that you brought up because a lot of times it's always me, me, me. But you're right. We have literally a sphere of influence around us. The many, many people that we touch, their lives, their hearts, their minds, we shape the people, some of them in our lives, right? And one word, one phrase, one something in a moment like that people don't realize you cannot always take it back. You cannot always take the outburst back. Have you ever had moments like that? Oh, just like, <laughs> boom, zero. The show's not long enough today. <laughs> but that is, yeah. that is part of the roller coaster, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where, especially if you're in the dark about you, mm-hmm. your emotions, like you would say, what if you don't know you're crazy? Mm-hmm. 
you don't know that part of you, yep. then you're not going to realize that what's happening in this emotional buildup, like on that space roller coaster where it's dark and you can tell it's going uphill and you know in your brain it's going to come down. You know mm -hmm. it. You know that this thing is like going up. But even knowing that, the anticipation for that is haunting. Anticipatory, let's see, anticipation of the, of the really this angst that's so you know anticipation of the angst it. yeah that's good it's like yeah. it's like it's like it's powering up now you're smart mm -hmm. enough to know that this is a roller coaster and you're going to come down but forget about that when you are in an emotional state you might as well if you have if you have no tools you might as well throw everything out because even though you know it's going up going up going up you're going to sit there and you're going to try to control in your mind and predict so you could gift yourself ready when it goes down. But you know what? That those Disney people, they're smart. They make sure you can't predict it. Just when you think it yeah. is done cranking up, they pause a little bit, then they crank a little bit more. Isn't that what we do? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's and it. the you know the cool thing about the roller coaster the the literal roller coaster ride here's what's cool you know we're in a time right now where everybody's doing what I'm doing and you're doing I mean we're, we're everybody's got a voice I just love it it's like this whole and it started I don't even know ten years ago or so five years I don't even know when it started but like this level of consciousness is coming where everybody's got a story everybody's got a story everybody's got some influence and they're realizing the value in all those fantastic stories, which for some of us in recovery, we've been talking that game long in the 1940s. We, we've been talking that game a long time, telling experience, strength, and hope through our stories. Those of you in recovery know what I'm talking about. So now, you know, just a bunch of us fools got cameras and, and an internet, and we're going to put that stuff out there. But I mean, there, there is this joy, you know, you get off a good roller coaster ride and you, and usually it's literal, the literal ride, most of the time you've had a fantastic experience. And you got a story to tell, you know, you got a story to tell, just like yeah. you told about the, the, you know, right at Disneyland. I'm talking about Cedar Point. I had one in, um, God, I wrote down the name of the park. It's over here in Idaho, Silver Park or something like that. And, uh, you know, as an adult, Silverwood, thank you, uh, Silverwood Park. And as an adult, I'm on this ride. This was, like, I don't even know, three or four years ago. And, I, and it's like jostling my head around and it's hitting upside the things. And I'm thinking, I'm just too old for this crap. Like, this, this is not this is not fun. But then you'd be screaming and yelling. I'm still telling the story. You know, I'm still sitting here telling the story. But, you know, in, in real life, when we go through these challenging moments and then we come out the other side, if we can remember the story of perseverance, if we can remember when we overcame these challenges um, and just how fantastic that feeling is, because, you know, ultimately that decision that you made in the very beginning, sometimes when it doesn't turn out the way you want it to, if you overcome it and you learn from it, now you've got one heck of a story that will benefit you and benefit others. And I think that's where the strength of some of these emotional roller coasters come from, from all of us. Um, and some of us enjoy talking about it more than others, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, what you're talking about, what you're describing during the show, I think everybody that's listening, whether you're listening live, and if you are, you want to give us a shout, go ahead and give us a call at 1-800-930-2819. You can certainly comment on facebook.com transformation talk radio. But, you know, everybody listening has a sense of what we're talking about for themselves, right? I mean, they have a sense, whether it's a roller coaster ride or something like that, there's an adventure element to it, right? Mm-hmm. And we say yes to the adventure, even though it's scary. Yep. Now, I skydive. I love skydiving. And I love tandem. Tandem's good. But that means you got to trust this guy strapped to your back that you just met an hour ago who slept on the plane all the way up. <laughs> right? They're sleeping on the plane. And he tells you, on the count of three, we're going. And the door pops open. And you're attached to this guy. And you're waiting for him to count to three. They never get to three. So he tells you for 20 minutes and explains, I'm going to go one, two, three. Then we're going to go over and over and over again. He knows he's not going to go to three. He knows it. He knows it because he doesn't want you put your foot up there and not letting us jump out of the plane and having us get caught in a propeller. So one and you're out. Yeah. Once you get past the shot of that, I'm, I'm hoping that I can get a picture of this to, J- to, to Jacob to post. Yeah. But once you get through thinking, you idiot, you did. I mean, you're thinking he's pushed you now out of the plane. You have no shoot going anywhere. And you're thinking he didn't count to three. It takes a nanosecond to forget that when you get filled with joy. When you get filled with joy. joy. And, and, and when we are in the emotional depths of despair, emotional hangover, the negativity, <laughs> you, know, you know, the stuff we do, right? The stuff we do. I mean, essentially what you and I have already talked about are some yeah. simple tools that people can apply, you know, that we've applied that can say, hey, we can, you can get yourself up out of that decline and start on the incline up. And one of the things you just said uh, rung a, a real bell with me because just this morning I texted somebody and I said, I trust you with my crazy. So I got to ask the audience right now, who do you trust with your crazy? And you mentioned, uh, Dr. Pat, the importance of identifying your crazy. And, and if you've gotten there, because there's a certain level, you know, I was talking about putting on that, that protection, right? Yeah. Sometimes you got to protect yourself from yourself. And, and I talked about this on the very first episode, I think, or second episode about, you know, you know, either sometimes some of us internalize when we're down in the depths, other of us go outwards, right? I'm more of an, I, and I'll have a little bit internalized, but I'm more, you know, I'm out here with my stuff. Some people turn it inside. And so when we become more familiar with identifying how we're feeling when we're about to go off the deep end, that is so key to shifting that. And so the identification is important. And then the part that you said about trusting this guy, you know, knowing, you know, I just got to tell you, if you're listening to this show right now and you you don't got a mentor that knows you or a therapist that knows you, or a, uh, you know, if you're in recovery, a sponsor that knows you, or you know, I'm getting at if, if you, uh, and if you're having emotional depth days that are dragging your butt around and you haven't developed a team of trust with somebody, that's an awesome thing for you to do. Yeah. It's an awesome thing for you to change because you're not alone. Yeah. Right. You're just not alone. 
And, you know, Susan, comment on this if you could, because I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of people come to me and say, I have trusted people before. So it's the same thing we talked about before. You can start your day over anytime. You can start your life over anytime. You know, who hasn't been on the downside of that roller coaster? Who hasn't had the experience where you really did scare, really scared? It it wasn't that smooth roller coaster ride you thought. You jerked all the way down and your hot dog came up all over you. And, you you know, I mean, and that's the way it feels sometimes. But that was then and this is now. And your invitation is for people to, one, trust yourself first enough to find that person. That to find that person. Yeah. I mean, all, all of us, when we reflect back on our lives, I guarantee every single person listening to this, and I know you and I, all of us have had an opportunity to look back on our life and say, that person was really influential to me in a positive way. And yes, we have the ones that actually were influential in a negative way, and they might have catapulted us to new levels of growth faster than the positive ones, quite frankly. I mean, <laughs> I got a couple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, that took a couple of years of therapy to get over, but, um, <laughs> but you know, that that's real. Um, and so for me, I think it's really important to reflect back and remember that every single person that's come into my time and into my life has served a purpose. It hasn't always been a happy purpose. It felt happy, but at the end of the day, there was a purpose behind knowing and growing from that relationship. Yeah. Um, so having said that, Pat, Dr. Pat, we're about, we need yeah. to take a break. Yeah, let's and, go. Yeah, so we're going to take a three-minute break, folks. Um, if you're looking to reach out, you can always reach out to me at my website at uh, susandanae.com or Instagram, susandanae, or Facebook, susandanae, or I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Transformation Talk Radio with Dr. Pat. Boy, does this feel like good times today. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I love it. This is a show that's going to invite all of you to open up your heart. Because it's about dreams coming true. There's a road we get to take as we craft out and we lay a course that's in service of so many others. Sometimes the universe, God, whatever you believe in, have you ever wondered why but better than why or how the universe knows how to line things up in a way that gets you ready for the most expansive part of who you're going to become. This is the time to change and gratitude. Meeting with love opens up more expansive possibilities than you can imagine. Crust busting your way to an awesome life. I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Not just talk, conversation for profound self-awareness. Stick with us. Your best life awaits on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm Jim Fannin. I coach champions. 15-minute consult, no obligation. But when you come in, bring us your worries, and we're going to help you get rid of it. But I know all the Zoniacs, you've got the mountain that you want to climb, and we're here to help you climb your own personal Mount Everest. You can send me a personal email, askjim at jimfannon.com, or just go to jimfannon.com. Be in the zone. It is the only place to be.
ever get the feeling you aren't in the right place? So you decide to change jobs, only to realize that might have not been the right one either? That's where the Purposeful Practice comes in. I offer individual coaching sessions to help you discover and pursue the career or business venture that matches your values, passions, strengths, and motivations. Book a free discovery session by visiting www.thepurposefulpractice.com. Get empowered on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We're back. Uh, I love is, it. Yeah, this is Susan Deneo with Dr. Pat. We are talking about the emotional roller coaster of life, what that may look like for you. Uh, the first part of the show, we've been talking about literally the fun and excitement of a roller coaster, the temptation between life and death when you're riding one, being in the dark if you're in Disneyland on one. I mean, we've been just kind of having fun with that. And then reminding ourselves about the benefits of remembering that every decision that we've made up to this point, we always went into that decision because we thought it was going to make us feel better. Yeah. We don't purposely make decisions that we think are going to damage us. I mean, anything, anything. I mean, I was at a job for a long time. And when I got into that job, I went into that job thinking that it was the best thing for me and my family. And, you know, right. So everything that I've done has always been there's there's been a, a weight to take, you know, pros and cons if you want. But always it's been a decision that I thought that was the best decision for me or the best decision for my family or whatever I'm doing, right? So the intent in the beginning can be really about having a good feeling about things. Yeah. And then we realize life's life, right? And, and more shall be revealed and in life, you know, there's people, there's other people in life. <laughs> we have to deal with other people, <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, life would be grand. It was the old saying, life would be grand if just everybody, if nobody was around but me. But, um, uh, but you know, I mean, that that's just life. And, and those people actually can be very valuable relationships that fulfill us and feed us. Well, I don't know how we're going to learn anything unless we're, yeah. we're there in our life. You know, I, I love to talk about the fact that if you really don't want to learn anything, then, you know, maybe God, universe, spirit would have given you your own planet. But guess what? You didn't get your own planet. So there must be something right here for us to learn. Uh, but just, don't you ever find just when you think you've got it, like, oh, my gosh, I have learned the life lesson this time. Yeah. Uh, and then because you have a lofty vision for your life, then you get the next one, right? You know, the guy that was strapped to my back that said he was going to count to three, that I don't even know if he did one, that lasted all of about maybe three seconds out of that plane. And then the smile on my face, and I got the whole video of this. <laughs> my, my friends asked me, were you using on that flight? Did you... <laughs> And I'm like, no, but you see, we can change our perspectives on things. You know, people say we don't have any freedom. We don't, we can't do this. We can't, you know, Victor Frankl said it best, locked up in a concentration camp. They took everything away from this man, but they couldn't take his perspective away. They yeah. couldn't take the positive vision. So can you talk to that for a minute? Because I get the sense you had a little bit of roller coaster here a couple of days. Well, I have. I had a little bit of roller coaster, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, 
because it is so significant, but I'm going to lighten it just a little bit. All right. <laughs> so today I'm sitting in my shack and I'm doing stuff. And so I've got these great opportunities. And, and at the same time, I'm like, how the hell am I going to do this? And, you know, this is coming, you know, and it's like that day where everything's coming, right? Like this needs done. And I got to sit down and figure out a calendar. And then I, you know, it's like squirrel ADD. I'm over here and then I'm back. And then my daughter has to come home sick from school. So I'm like, okay, I'll come get you. So I go, I get her, I, I come home, I'm, I'm in my shack and I'm working and she texts me and she says, what happened to the Spotify account? And now at this point, I didn't have my music playing. Usually I do. And I'm like, huh? And so I'm in, you know, I got a project in front of me, but pretty soon I, I quit. She's like, it kicked me out. She was, did you pay the bill? <laughs> you know, that crap's on auto pay. I better have paid the bill. Um, so anyway, so I, you know, so I start looking into it. Yeah, bill's been paid. And the person I get kicked out of Spotify. So I don't know if you heard today, but Spotify had some issues. Yeah. And so I'm on there. And suddenly I start feeling like I can't listen to my music. What am I going to do? And then all of a sudden the head starts going, what am I going to work out in the morning with my headphones? I don't got my Spotify. And I start having this moment of realization that I don't know how to do my iTunes and, and I don't know where to go for music. And so then I'm messing around on my, on my phone and I'm realizing I'm really, I'm really kind of tagged to this Spotify account. Like that's kind of pitiful in a way, but I want my music. And so why am I telling this story? Because in the middle of my little, you know, fear, what's going to happen? Is it going to come back? Because it was, wasn't like taking my email, it wasn't taking my log on. I thought maybe they deleted me and, you know, oh my God. Uh, I was like, you know, I got to find some other music. So I start making this different decision in the middle of it. And I come across YouTube, okay, YouTube music. Now I know this is not, you know, people are probably like, oh, this is so normal. But for me, it was, a, it was like another uh, stream of music that I hadn't tapped into yet. So I log in and, and I never do free trials, but I was desperate. So I, I do the free trial and they're like, you know, pick five people you want to hear from. So I pick five, uh, you know, five artists. All of a sudden, dude, I'm like jamming out in my shack for like the last two hours before we get on this show to new music. I haven't heard it in a while. Um, I'm like super grateful. I got it. Spotify came back up. I'm like old playlist. I'm, I'm like into the YouTube right now. So <laughs> it was like this whole moment of just understanding that, you know, in the middle of the, of the frustration, we can make new decisions. And, and when the new decision is also one of playfulness, yeah. you know, when's the last time you laugh so hard, Dr. Pat, that your belly hurt? You know, actually, it wasn't that long ago because I love when we get to do silly. I got a laughing dog here. <laughs> yeah, you I, I got a laughing. Have you seen my laughing dog? No, no where's it at? Oh, my gosh. I'll have to get it. I'll have to, I'll have to get up here and go get it. And every time I bring out the laughing dog, you know, they're like, oh, don't turn that thing on. Don't turn that thing on. I'm like, seriously, if I, if I have my laughing dog get to go here, if it gets going here, try not to laugh. I dare you. Because we all have to have our own tools. Now, look, every bumpy road I've ever been on, I've chosen. And I mean physically, not even metaphorically, but metaphorically as well. And you're on that road. And the reason that you're going to get and take a bumpy ride is because you know in your heart you have a place you're trying to get to. Sometimes it's bumpy, sometimes it's windy. But you know you're willing to take it and you choose to get on there because you have an idea of what you want to achieve, aspire to, or feel like. 
And we can adjust our feelings. And sometimes it feels bumpy. But if we lose sight that bumpy is not the destination, it's just part of the journey, we're going to be okay. Uh, you know, because ultimately the dude on my back has got to pull the chute. Hello. And then when he does, the stillness, the stillness of, of skydiving, you're going 120 miles an hour. Jacob put the picture up and he pulls a cord. And the stillness, every part of your body gets moved up. Something comes over you. You go from 120 miles an hour to complete peace. Isn't life like that? If we could let it be like that? I think it's when we're able to completely let go and quit trying to fight it. We let go and we quit trying to fight it. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's, there's the peace. There's the peace. And the uh, trick in that, you know, I had a woman reach out to me this morning and she sent me a text and said, you know, can you talk? I, I you know, more or less I'm losing my mind right now. I can't get a hold of so-and-so and, I said, yeah, I got to, you know, I got some things I'll call you. So I call her back or actually first I texted her and I said, pause whatever you're doing. And I want you to take three big deep breaths. And on the third breath, I just want you to repeat out loud, let go. Yeah. Because I knew something had gotten in there. Something had gotten in there. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was sending her south. I, I, I knew I'd find out. But I didn't need to know. What I knew, though, and this is what happens is we get filled with this, this overwhelming sense of angst and panic and something that we think we need to change right now in the moment when really it's more about letting go of whatever that angst is sometimes before we can yeah. even open up to a new perspective to be downloaded. I mean, you know, calling and reaching out to somebody in the middle of the storm, that is absolutely necessary sometimes to get to that point of letting go, yeah. right? And it may not happen right away. You know, and, and so when we finally connected on the telephone, uh, it, it was it was a great conversation. But really, the other thing that I wanted to advocate here today is, you know, in the middle of the angst and we're, we're in our stuff and, and we're all bound up, you know, I have a responsibility to not regurgitate that stuff. What do I mean by that? Um, well, the feedback I gave her today, and I'll just throw it out here, is you have to make a decision today to not relive that turmoil again. So you've called me. You told me I was like the third person you tried to reach or third person you even talked to. I don't know. Uh, since this event happened. And now you have responsibility to not do that no more. Because every time we regurgitate the problem, yeah. we give it life. Yeah. Every time. And I'm not every, talking oh. about stuffing and, and I'm not talking about denial and being in the dark. I'm just saying we have a responsibility to cage our crazy. You know, we, we really do. If I don't want to keep, you know, all I got to do, if you want me to get all on fire about something, just tell me to pick a memory where I felt very justified in a violation somebody caused me. And you, you'll feel that physical, you know, that physiologically, the body will light up. If you want to choose to take the memory and go back and relive your misery, it will ignite itself again. It just yeah. will. Yeah. And, and on those deep ones like that, you know, we've got a lot of work to do around it. But in the moment, if I go to the grocery store today and some bagger doesn't do much job that I think they should, and I continue to walk out of there and complain constantly about it, 
and tell my husband and then come home and tell my kids. And maybe I'm going to complain about the drug. I am reliving the negativity. Oh, my God. It's so funny you brought that up because I love what you're saying around this. Look, the example you gave before about the music. That could have completely did this crazy spiral just that you just described. That could have happened in a nanosecond. And by the way, you could have got your daughter to collude with you on that too, right? You could have <laughs> yeah. been like, yeah, yeah, right? I mean, can you see it? Oh, yeah. And then you got both of you like, yeah, we don't have our music. Yeah. And after about an hour of that, maybe you'll calm down enough to see their other options. But that's where we go. I mean, look at, I've watched, I watched a friend of mine do the whole bagger thing, didn't do it right thing, put the eggs on the bottom. And I never understood this. This was year earlier in my life. They, they put the eggs on the bottom and they put the bag and she's like, I put the eggs on the bottom. It's the whole story and the entire way from there all the way to the car, eggs on the bottom. And she takes the bag with the eggs on the bottom and throws it in the car. And I said, Marianne, the eggs were on the bottom. And she looked at me and I said, you just crushed the eggs that were on the bottom that you complained about for six minutes from the checker to the car. Yep. And you're so obsessed with it that instead of remembering the eggs on the bottom, you threw them in the, see, this is what we do because we get so riled up that we don't understand that how we feel turns into an action. And for her, she crushed 18 eggs because she was still riled up and in her riled up craze state, forgot that the eggs were on the bottom. <laughs> but we do that every day in our lives, right? We do. Yeah, we're crushing eggs. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, so we're, we're due to go to a break. It'll be a short one, maybe one to two minutes, and then we will be back. And when we come back, uh, I think we'd like to talk about uh, the the difference between I have to... I get to, and kind of end the show today on a positive note, uh, reminding us that those roller coaster rides really are exciting and fun, and, and there's a purpose to all of it. And if you do crush your eggs, just when you get home, take them out and scramble them. <laughs> you can still eat them. <laughs> there you go. We'll be right back. Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistique Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web drdarvish.com. Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Tune in to Transformation with Martinet every second and fourth Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Martinet and her guests are here shining their lights today through empowering stories of hardship and transformation. Begin to see your life in a new light. Visit MartineEmmons.com and tune in every second and fourth Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific to Transformation with Martinet. 
What makes a coach irresistible, extraordinary, and successful? The Coaching Academy has graduated hundreds of students who have built the most fulfilling coaching businesses. That's because the Spiritual Life Coaching Certification, based on the proven formula, Rewire Your Brain for Success, is an innovative program designed to equip you with the knowledge and skills to support you in your journey of becoming an elite league coach. Inquire today by visiting coachingacademy.net. Hello, everyone. This is Susan Denae, and I'm here with Dr. Pat. Today, we are just talking about the emotional roller coaster of life, the ability to enjoy it, to remember that we got on that roller coaster to have fun uh, and to not get too derailed when it serves up a little bit of turmoil or angst or any of those good things that we all experience as being humans and, and living life day to day. You know, what it takes to upset, upset each of us might be different. It may be one thing for me, maybe one thing for Dr. Pat. Sometimes we have commonalities in regards to, you know, just common sense stuff that may send us sideways. Uh, but ultimately, I think the goal, and especially with Know You're Crazy, is being able to spot those items ahead of time and make a change, or while it's going on, to make the change to protect yourself, to protect others, but ultimately um, shorten the window uh, so that you can experience joy and happiness that much faster. So, you know, when we get into how do we do all that, we've talked about a couple of things today. We've talked about the importance of really understanding how your crazy operates. You know, what's it looking like for you when you get that feeling of angst? You know, are you, do you have a temper? Do you internalize it? Do you have a lot of negative voices tearing you down? You're not worthy. You're a piece of crap. I mean, whatever it is, right? Identifying the crazy um, is one of that. Another one we talked about was having a team around you who's there to support you. And sometimes that takes a little bit of effort uh, creating that team. It's a willingness on each person's uh, part to do that. Uh, like I was pointing out, it might be a therapist. Um, it's usually going to be somebody who is disconnected somewhat from your life on a regular basis so that when you call them, they're not going to necessarily advocate your misery with you, but they're going to help guide you and be a really solid uh, sounding board for you. I have found it in therapists, sponsors, uh, you know, confidants. Um, you know, you think back through your life, some of the most wisest people or wisest people you've met have been those individuals. And so, so to build your team. And then last segment, we were starting to get into what I want to finish up with today. And that's this idea of, uh, I wrote it down, the necessity of remembering the choice and the fun in the decision. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about, I don't have to do these things. I get to. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here today and I'm in my shack and it's a bad hair day and, and I can get all up in my head about presentation and what's the audience going to think. And I'm like, you know what? This is like my show. If I want to show up with a beanie on my head and some glasses, <laughs> then you know what? <laughs> We're going to rock it today. But really, I... And there, but there was some there was some truth behind that about making sure that I remind myself to be true to me, because that's where the fun is at. The fun is when we stay true to ourselves. It's when we deny that that, and I hate to go inner child, but when we really deny that natural uh, play like ability that we have to not take this stuff too seriously. You know, to really not take this stuff too seriously. I remember years ago I was in a, talking to a counselor. I was raising my daughters and. And I remember just this, um, she said, you know, children are extremely resilient. They're extremely resilient. And, you know, they can bounce back uh, faster than you would ever think. And when you really watch children, especially the little ones, 
the natural godlike playfulness that, oh. that they have and that we all had. We all had it. We all had the curiosity and we still do. Those of us who are really expert players, my husband's one of them. I think when we first met, I, I was always, you know, admired his playfulness about the, this desire to go, you know, hop on the motorcycle and ride or, you know, go do this or, you know, go, you know, and it was just this, this like very attractive play-like uh, attribute that he's got. Uh, yeah. And so remembering that, you know, I don't have to live this life. I get to. So, you know, allowing ourselves the permission to play in the middle of the work, in the middle of the goal setting, in, in the middle of the, you know, the, the paycheck or, or the medical responsibilities or the parents or, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, we're, we're coming out of a really life-changing, serious pandemic for all of us. And really we have to like appreciate the simplicity in just enjoying the day-to-day and remembering to play, remembering to play, yeah. you know? I get in the I get in the office studios at around six o'clock, right? I'm I'm early up. I like to get in, and what I'm doing better is I'm leaving. But when I get in now, there's nobody really there, and I take my iPod and I put it in and I really crank it up because I don't wear headsets. I wear them all day, mm-hmm. and so I just like the sound. So I don't, you don't think anybody's like there. And so I get out and I go down for the walk down the hall to go to the restroom and the woman that sits in the corner and she says, hey, you have such an eclectic list of music. And I looked at her like, what is she talking about? She says, yeah, I came in early today and man, I was rocking out. But that one song that you play over and over again, that (laughs) creep song. I, it's creep by Radiohead, but I have four different versions of it. One is even like with a choir and it plays yeah. because it's like in alphabetical order or something, I guess. Yeah. yeah. She said, yeah, you just, uh, how are you feeling about yourself today? And, <laughs> and then we both laughed, right? Yeah. That's my way at that early in the morning. And now I'm a little bit more mindful. I will shut my door in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to find that sweet spot within yourself that will at least make you smile. Yeah. Yeah. You really do smile. Even if you're pissed off as all get out, nobody stops you from smiling. Yeah. And and you know, it's really cool too. I was thinking about a group of ladies that that I hang out with and, and uh, you know, just the sarcasm and, and the jokes and the the joy that goes on, and, and how that is an integral part of my peace and happiness today. You know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah. I, and I gotta I gotta be real. You know, the other thing we talked about was you know those we trust with are crazy, and you know you know unfortunately your family members at least for a long time might have to deal with your crazy. I mean it's just right up front. You know the, the worst case scenario sometimes, and sometimes families don't survive each other's crazy. No. Um, but you know. But when we do, there, there's like a loyalty that goes on. Um, but, you know, I have to be full, like full heartedly willing to be me. And, you know, after a lot of years in recovery and work on me, and as long as I'm not burning the house down and creating <laughs> harm, you know what I'm getting at? Like yeah, we have a responsibility to address the crazy and, and make sure that we're not hurting others. Um, and if we do reach out and, and make it, make an apology or acknowledge, acknowledge, at least Here, here's my thing. 
at least acknowledge there was some angst in the air. Yeah. Right. Like, like at least acknowledge it. Like don't ignore that stuff. I mean, I don't know about you, Dr. Pat, I was raised in an alcoholic home and for many years, nobody wanted to talk about the problem. You know, nobody wants to talk about the problem, you know? And then like we say, there's like an elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about, you know, at least give the family or your friend or whatever the relationship is, the respect to acknowledge there was some angst going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we got to break through those barriers. We really yeah. do. Yeah. And by the way, tweeting on social media is not what we're talking about. <laughs> just, I just want to, you know, I just got a little message. No, we're not talk. That's not what Susan is talking about. Right I know. Yeah. Do yeah. not like go and say, Susan and, and Pat, they said for me to angst out all over you. No. We're not really talking that today. If That's you're doing it. that, you need to call me about some coaching. Yeah. <laughs> That's all there is. Yeah, if that's your train of thought, yeah. we got to chat. Yeah. If you just, yeah. I mean, that's spiritual constipation right there. there that's what go. I'm talking about. But, but look, what you're talking about is so important. I mean, yeah. I know that what you do in your coaching practice is you walk people through all of this. You know, today is a short show where we get to say to people, it's okay. It's okay to realize all the different parts. Isn't that part of what we're saying? Yeah. There are yeah. also tools to help you stop the crazy before that roller coaster goes off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like everything in the, you know, with the roller coaster twists, declines, inclines. I mean, it's all over the place at time, right? You're jockling, you know, and, and sometimes the roller coaster needs repair. That's all there is to it for a safe ride, right? That's all I'm talking about. So, so anyway, so I, I think we did a great job today, uh, really too. bringing to the forefront the, the joy and fascination of a roller coaster, but also, you know, reminding ourselves that, you know, if you're on a decline, the incline's right around the corner, <laughs> might take a little bit of work, hopefully got some tools out of that today. Uh, but thanks everybody for being here. Uh, it's been a pleasure, Dr. Pat. I, I'm glad that we were able to join today and, and have a friendly conversation. Yeah. And Susan, Dr. say a little bit about, if you could, we have a few minutes left, say a little bit about how people get a hold of you if they want to work with you you know oh, absolutely. You, you know you have a coaching practice you have multiple coaching practices and this is what you do how do people contact you to work with you i think the easiest way would literally be uh, a direct message you know uh instagram or facebook or whatever you can go to the website at susandanae.com and, and just shoot me an email through the growth spurt yes. susan danae i'd be more than happy to talk to you about that there's essentially two different programs we've got the i'm a certified high performance coach which is a structured uh, like eight step uh, process. And if you go through that, there's other levels to that. So anywhere from clarity to courage to persuasion. Um, and then you have the emotional recovery side of it. Uh, and that is my own program that I walk people through. And, and so there's different aspects of that too, anywhere from understanding your personality type, you know, when I talk about that outward and that inward, uh, different tools to get around that. Uh, so both of those are two different yeah. coaching styles that I could take somebody through. And I want to say when you go to Susan Dene, it's D-E-N-E-E. -E -E. Dene is Susan Dene. Uh, and get a hold of Susan. Check it out. Get on a consulting call with you and just have folks talk to you because you have been on that roller coaster. And I think you and I sometimes thought we were the roller coaster. Wake up call for that, right? Yeah, there's been some tune-up moments for sure. <laughs> you well, get honesty and directness. Thank you so much. This has been this has been a this has been a great way to end my day. Thank you so thank much you. for inviting me.
All right. Oh, not, yeah, I loved having you. Everybody have a great evening. Hopefully see you next week and uh, don't get too crazy on the roller coaster. Yep. And Jacob, thank you so much. Jacob, the producer. We'll see you all. You have been listening to Know You're Crazy. 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 And my name is Susan Denae. We are identifying, understanding, and treating your crazy one episode at a time. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com. To connect with me or Growth Spurt Your Life, please visit SusanDenae.com. That's Susan Denae, D-E-N-E-E.com.